0: What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from Seattle, Washington. This is the official Boys, Boys, Lots of Toys podcast. We have a packed show for you guys. Huge, huge week of sports this week. Uh, We catch up on all of our headlines, get you guys up to speed with what's going on. Uh, Then we recap our NFL gauntlet challenge and move forward to a little baseball talk um, and also talk a little NBA finals get you guys up to speed with that and move, move forward. So boys, how are we feeling?
1: Hey, we're feeling great. This is Jake Gelman coming at you from the great North, the last frontier, the only place on the West coast, not on fire, Alaska itself. And I'm pumped to talk sports with the boys.
2: What's up. What's up. Special guest Zane here as always live from Seattle, Washington, Uh, I'm excited, boys. Uh, As we know, big day today in sports. We have a lot going on. Most importantly in my life, Dodgers coming up. I'm a little on edge. I'm a little antsy, but I'm feeling good, feeling confident.
3: Well, Zane, from uh, one LA boy to another, it's intern Dan here from 100 Degree, Los Angeles, California. Nothing says October baseball, quite like triple digits. Uh, but uh, I don't think there's a better day to be an LA sports fan in my entire life. So let's go. Fire it up. It's going to be a big one. Hopefully by the time we listen to this tomorrow, both of our teams won. Z, but who knows? We'll see.
2: <laughs> what up, what up? It
4: is intern Zambi here coming at you live from Western Avenue. Had to work late today and that's why I'm not swearing my words. I've not had any tequila yet. But I'm excited for the show. I have some good
3: ads for you guys, and ready to get after it. Come, baby. Flop twist. It's a sober Zamblin'. Let's see what <laughs> happens. All right, so should we jump right into these headlines? I think uh, we got a packed show, so let's Take just away, jump right man. in. I think everyone knows where we are leading off today. The fall frenzy, baby. Playoff baseball. I think there was a lot of speculation about this format. But it's been absolutely electric. I just want to get everyone's thoughts on what we've seen so far. We have eight games today. Already teams are eliminated. Like, this thing is just chaos.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in here as uh, one of the baseball guys of the podcast, I'd say. Uh, initially, they announced 16 teams. No doubt that was going to be a success the entire time. I think everyone was pretty much in favor of that. I don't know about the three-game series aspect yet. It definitely adds a lot of pressure, and it makes these first-round matchups that much more interesting. Uh, I'll let you know. If the Dodgers win, clean sweep. I'll love the three-game series. If they lose, I'll be pissed off, and I'll never forgive Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah, I thought you would take that take. Um, It's definitely – it's crazy just – I mean, I'm not even a baseball fan. But I think this today was the first day I've watched a full game of baseball since like being at a Mariners game, and like you know, unlike a Mariners game, like this baseball actually had like playoff implications and meaning, so it was it was much more exciting. I watched the Braves Reds, and boy, that was that was <laughs> that was making me nervous. And I don't care about either of those teams besides our bracket.
2: Yeah, playoff baseball is a completely different animal. I think we're seeing that right now. And the three-game series makes every pitch that much more like interesting because in a five-game series, seven-game series, you can lose a game. But right here, we're watching the Padres and Cardinals right now. Even though this is only game one, it feels like this game matters way more than just a game one. And so I think it's, it's exciting for the sport. Uh, it's new. I don't think they'll keep this sort of three-game format, though. I can't imagine they do. Yeah,
1: I'm just surprised you. the Mariners aren't in it. So that's a
2: true heartbreaker this year. Thought it was our year.
3: <laughs> this would have been yeah. the year. They invite literally everyone. So tough that the uh, Mariners couldn't, couldn't be one of those teams. But, yeah, Zane, I, I totally agree. I think it's been fun and stressful just to watch based on our brackets. But we haven't even seen the Dodgers yet. So I think it's going to be a completely different animal in about an hour and a half when the boys in blue are out there and who knows what could happen tonight.
2: But. Yeah, last 20-second last point on, on the baseball right now. Seeing baseball quad box style on ESPN uh, today was one of the weirder sensations I've ever experienced in my life. You only get that with red zone in football. Baseball, it kind of works because it's so slow. You can, you can transition pretty well without, without the headaches caused by red zone, but I don't think we'll ever see that again. It was fun while it lasted.
3: Great name, too. Squeeze play. Jake, do you know what a squeeze play is? No. <laughs> next time. Next next
2: year, we'll get to that one.
3: We'll work on that. Well, yeah, so far, we've already had teams eliminated. This thing is, like, ridiculous how quickly a season can end. We're going to get into our bracket predictions a lot later. Some of us are in some serious trouble. We could uh, have a date to a place we don't want to go to very soon here. But uh, we'll – We'll move on from uh, the fall frenzy as it's been dubbed. The other big story today, waking up this morning, find out the first NFL game is postponed due to COVID with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think everyone thought at some point this would happen, but now it's looking at maybe a Monday or even Tuesday night football. So what do we think about that big story coming out of the NFL this morning?
1: Um, I mean – I think we all expected this would happen, especially since the NFL kind of seems to be playing it ad hoc, where they didn't really have a plan in place. It seemed like baseball—you can postpone games and play them double headers. It would be amazing to watch a double header football. Oh but, uh, <laughs> the Niners um, would have to
3: forfeit. They would be. Yeah, they would be done.
1: It is like everyone bubble wrap, <laughs> bubble wrap yourself. But um. I mean, they're just delaying it to Monday. And now we have a possibility of Tuesday night football. Sign me up for that. Then we get Saturday college football, Sunday football, Monday night football, Tuesday night football. Oh, what? Next week starts in two days? Yes, (laughs) Thursday night football. I am all aboard that.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Jake. One thing I do think is interesting is just like the football player mentality, even with coronavirus. I mean, I know – was it the Steelers or the or the Titans were saying that, you know, despite the COVID, they were ready to play Sunday. Like they knew that they could their facilities would open Saturday. Quick walkthrough, we're playing Sunday, baby, which is just absurd, scary, but also that's a football guy for you right there.
3: Yeah, the thought of playing an NFL football game without getting on the field once or even with like doing the a injuries.
2: Quick walk-through. With the injuries that we've seen the past two, three weeks.
3: And, and for a while, too, like, we, I, I was curious to see, like, what names we were going to see go on the COVID list. Like, there are no, like, real big-time players for the Titans. I think maybe one starter or, like, a linebacker that comes in on certain packages. But, like, I was waiting to see, like, Derrick Henry, like, Brian T- Like, could you imagine if, like, their, their big dogs are all out and they just have to, oh, yeah, we're going to play the Steelers. And uh, here we go. No practice. Steelers favored by 25 points. But. Um, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how it all gets handled I think, I think Tuesday night football would be, would be some electric stuff
1: and just real quick to um, all our listeners wondering where uh, the melodic J-Page's voice is he's having some internet issues right now could be caused by him also streaming the pod, pods game right now we're going to just keep pressing forward because we got a time crunch but hopefully he jumps back in uh,
3: later on in the episode yeah, JPEG's definitely definitely playing hurt right now, not injured. All right, yeah, other big story true. this week. I think someone unexpected, someone expected.
2: The Clippers just done with Doc Rivers. You blow a three-one lead and you're out. Well, well, d- don't forget this isn't the first three-one lead that Doc Rivers has blown. I I don't think he's the issue with the Clippers. I think it's the culture of the Clippers. Anyone from Los Angeles knows that the Clippers. Yeah, they might. I, they don't have a more talented roster this year. Well, well, maybe top to bottom they do. But even when they're better than the Lakers, they're still not going to win in the playoffs when it counts. That is the territory that comes with being a Clipper. They just are losing culture.
1: No. Um, yeah, definitely the Clippers have the more talented roster than the Lakers top to bottom. I don't think anyone's ever debated that. Top tier, I'd say the Lakers, Davis, and, and LeBron are better. But, yeah, that was just – embarrassing like they let like Jamal Murray and and Jokic just this bully them and I, I get like the Nuggets had like they believed in themselves they played like a team and then the Clippers is it was just like Paul George kept shooting threes like right? oh my god just stop shooting fucking threes but I don't know I'm excited I think Doc Rivers should go to Indiana a place that just loves basketball like they Uh, they don't want to like all the banners or anything. They just maybe want to make a finals like (laughs) once in 10 years and that would be fine for them. And they would appreciate you.
3: Yeah. I saw, I saw Doc, I think was interviewing with the Sixers today, but one thing on this Clipper story. So, you know, obviously a new team that's adapting to Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, that all these new pieces that had to mesh, then the season shuts down. Then they get to the bubble and Lou Will happens. Montrez leaves. Like, there's injuries. They just had a pretty – seemed like they were dealt a pretty shitty hand from the beginning. No excuses, obviously. But now the Clippers, all the pressure's on because Kawhi and PG can be free agents next year. they got to get this coach right or else they will be even worse than the Clippers we've known our whole lives in. Their franchise will literally be the most irrelevant thing in sports, I think.
2: It is wild because, like, even when they are, like, as good as they are, in the basketball world, they're relevant. In the greater Los Angeles sports world, they're still second tier to the Lakers and sometimes second tier to UCLA basketball, which I'm not a fan of, obviously. But still, like, that, that's just the way LA is. And it, it's crazy. The Clippers losing franchise.
3: Without a doubt. Uh, real quick, who do we think will be the new coach? Uh, it could be Ty Lue or the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, Jeff Van Gundy getting out of the broadcast booth to coach the Clippers. That's been
2: a rumor. Ty, Ty Lu screams Clipper to me. I don't know what it is, but he just, he just seems like a Clipper. It seems like a, oh yeah,
1: I just have like the most talented team and I'll let, um, I'll just kinda <laughs> let them do their thing. Um, but I mean, what is Mike D'Antoni hasn't committed anywhere yet? Have they? No, there's, I mean, are there's they? still a lot of good coaches that are
3: on the market. Like it,
2: it would be interesting to see D'Antoni because his, I I just couldn't imagine how his philosophy would work in this Clippers team. I mean, you got a couple of shoot, you got Lou Will, but like, you can't just let the Clippers chuck up threes. That's not well, how this team works. <laughs> you no, know, we saw what
3: happened when uh, when Paul George did that. So that's gonna be a really interesting thing to see to follow. Obviously, we'll uh, kind of keep this coaching carousel thing updated as we go. And one other headline: breaking news into the newsroom. Drew Timmy will be rocking a headband this season. And if if you could have seen Zane's face right now, I think he thought I was about to like announce like a crucial injury. Like his <laughs> eyes got so big. big. I was scared. You like, get nervous
2: whenever there's breaking news come through there? the newsroom.
1: You we weren't on the, the the episode, the the preview. We talked about that. I
2: told you, I told you, I would be nervous. Uh, I was, I, I was antsy this entire podcast. I actually thought it was like a Dodger player was injured or something. I thought Kershaw's <laughs> back flared up again. Bueller got the blister back. Walker on his Bueller's spear. blisters back. He, he scratched. <laughs> Just some some bad Dodgers news. I thought was bound to come through, right?
3: Dustin this. May to start. Oh, uh, no. but yeah. Anyway, uh, Corey Kispert posted this little clip, this little throwback clip of high school drew Timmy rocking the headband. And then Timmy reposted it on his Instagram story saying the headband's coming back. So get ready for headband, Timmy. I am so basketball. He is destined.
1: Like the headband is his crown. And he knew he couldn't wear it when he was a backup. But when he's the starter, oh, baby, it's coming on. You should throw it into the crowd after each game. You know, some lucky fan gets to take it home. Uh, yeah headband timmy all the way we'll get scrap and power with ballo coming off the bench yes yes and yes
2: oh yeah my last comment on this is if you're rocking a headband especially at gonzaga you have to be confident as hell and for timmy to feel this confident as a sophomore to be putting the headband on i mean he's got to be feeling good this offseason that means i'm feeling good this offseason
3: Closing Good point goggles. Closing point on the headband. If we recall back to the core interney, that simulation headband Timmy was a part of a Gonzaga championship run. So here we go. We saw it once. Let's see it again for real. That's true. Destiny. And those and those are our uh, headlines. I think we'll we'll keep this train rolling here. Move right on to uh, the NFL. We we got a lot going on in this segment, but we got to start with our gauntlet picks. Uh, a couple of us, myself included, absolutely worked last week. Put my faith in Justin Herbert. Thought that the Chargers wouldn't be the Chargers anymore. Turns out they're still the Chargers. They lost to the Panthers. Jake, you loved your Kyler Murray pick, but uh, Matt Patricia happened.
1: Yeah, and apparently Kenny Galladay is a very
3: good receiver. <laughs> been on my bench for three weeks. Because he's been hurt, but this was his first game. I, I was watching red zone, and – I see the Lions score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, yeah, Ke- Kenny Galladay, pretty good at football. And then last but not least, Cooper with a big loss. Good thing we settled this last week. The Philadelphia Eagles did not win. They tied. So Cooper also <laughs> took an L. So-, so glad. I believe it was
1: Cooper at uh, first, like, who was the most strong against. Well, we said win, not a tie. And um, I don't want to say it's karma, but I think it's karma. Yeah, I, I was going to say,
2: which, which of these was the most shocking loss of the week? Chargers, Cardinals, or Eagles? Oh,
3: I <sighs> I think no, I want to Chargers, Cardinals, it. to me, probably at are, like, are at the top. Eagles yeah. are
2: just shitty. It Eagles was, have been awful. People forget Cooper picked the Eagles with, his th- with the third overall pick in the gauntlet challenge for that week. That is a wild miss right there for him.
3: Yeah, that was a reach. I remember telling him Joe Burrow's going to win one of these games. I mean, and, and, got pretty damn close with the tie, but
2: Jake loss was his, dude, his, his so. second pick, right? Or is J-Page, sorry. Uh, I don't know. Ooh, Jake
1: picked the Cardinals last week? I picked the Cardinals second because I wanted to get them out of the way, and I thought the lines looked bad. And now this week you're going to find a much safer pick
3: coming from old Jake. <laughs> I'm with you 100%, Jake. I don't want to fall into a <laughs> hole all of a sudden and then – you know, be one missed field goal, probably by the Bears, away from losing. So
1: you—that's
3: <laughs> not that cool.
1: Happen. That's not cool, Dan. We don't talk about that.
3: All right. Well, we'll make our picks for a uh, thrilling Week Four slate coming up in just a little bit. But got to jump into some other storylines from Week Three. And as we do every week, we got to start with the Bears because they're three and zero. They made the quarterback change, Jake. What was going through your mind? When you see Mitch throw that awful pick, like the wheels are coming off. And then next thing you know, here comes visored out Nick Foles to take the field.
1: I mean, I was ready for it. That was an awful pick, but I did not think Nagy would do that. I didn't, I thought we had much more of a leash. And no, he just yanked that thing like a chihuahua and (laughs) just. Trubisky was so sad. It means I still like Trubisky like, as a person. He's like a hard worker, and like he doesn't have like attitude, and I feel like he tries hard, unlike Cutler. <laughs> and just the sad pouting look he had on the bench where just Nick Foles mounts a three-touchdown um, comeback in the fourth, despite what we had two touchdowns overturned, both that probably should have been overturned, Maybe not the contested ball. You could have argued either way, but like I was That was
3: ridiculous. That was,
1: (laughs) I could not believe that play. I was like, this is such a Bears way to, it's like we scored a touchdown. It's like, actually, it's an interception. Like, I had no faith in us once the, the Falcons went up 15, but then it was the Falcons. But then also, the Bears have come back by like 18 points in the fourth quarter in two of their three games. So I, I don't think this team is good, but we're winning, <laughs> and I'm rolling with it.
2: So Bears over Colts, twenty four seventeen. Are you oh. are you willing to denounce your Mitch Trubisky preseason claim that he will be the leading NFL rusher, QB rusher?
1: Oh no, I I think I said uh, Nick Foles. I think you're confusing quarterbacks. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's common. We kind of play a dual quarterback system, and I don't remember um, ever saying that.
2: It's not too late to put Trubisky at running back. Who knows? He could hey, still – Hey, Hill, you know, <laughs> like just, just
3: throw him out. Maybe he can I block. I feel like at some point we're going to see something like that where Trubisky and Foles will be on the field at the same time, and it's going to be like, oh, what's going to happen? And it's probably gonna be like a read option, and like Trubisky gonna throw a pick, and that's the yeah. End. And then you
1: will get yanked, uh, probably. But- you
2: remember, you remember the Philly special. You haven't seen the Chicago <laughs> special yet. Trubisky Those and Poles on the field. field. Oh, the deep dish. We could call. that is the
3: deep dish special. <laughs> that's nice. I like that. So Jake, <laughs> if you were a betting man, which we all know you were, you are, uh, <laughs> would you bet? Like, could you put a little futures on the Bears now? The fact that they've got Saint Nick and just. The magic that is within Honestly, them. like, because the offense is there. The system is there. Our
1: receivers are looking good. Like, Allen Robinson's a good wide receiver world one. Anthony Miller is improving. And then the Mooney guy I really like. Jimmy Graham's playing decent. And with all Mad Nagy's um, coaching rubs, I think the offense should be there. The defense is solid. I think we can easily go 9-7. and seven. Like, we ha- we're we 3-0 and right now, so that shouldn't be a crazy pick, but it feels like a crazy pick, and I think we're definitely at least a wild card team. I,
2: I would agree with you if I didn't all of a sudden see the Lions playing look, what looks like very good football.
1: Lions, Lion. Like, let me tell you something. As an <laughs> NFC North watcher, the Lions will Lion, and... People – right now, people are going to be betting on the Lions to win next week, and they're going to just shit the bed.
3: Yeah, I, I'm not too scared of the Lions. I, I think, obviously, <laughs> if you look right now, the, uh, the Packers are, without a doubt, the Terrified
1: of the North. Packers. Always cream have and always will be.
3: <laughs> and As he while, grips
2: his blankie, his Chicago Bears blanket in his arms. While I think about the
3: NFC North, I do need to bring up – that thrilling Vikings Titans game last week when I called Kirk and the boys pulling the upset to the point where that made Zane spike pick against me. Zane, we had a great time watching that game. Uh, what, was,
2: <laughs> what was going through your mind there? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was nervous as hell the entire freaking game. I, I missed the majority of other games just because I had to pay attention to this damn Vikings Titans game. That I put my pride on the line here. Um, but, you know, the Vikings did exactly what I thought they would do. They definitely should have won that game, I think. Um, yeah. But the Titans, I mean, is, is Goskowski? Goskowski, right? Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable, like, field goal kicking performance by him in that game. The ability to bounce back from what he
3: did week one. And, like, normally, you know, kickers, their psyche usually isn't the best. They They get a little, you know, in their own head and can't function. But, man goskowski's ability to just flip the script and
2: yeah i I will say i i do believe that was a good upset call in hindsight um thank you i i will also give you the satisfaction of knowing that courtney my girlfriend had to watch that game with me as well and as soon as she found out why i was cheering so hard for the titans she began cheering for the vikings because she thought it was mean that i made a spite pick against daniel let's go for you
3: love that Always, always my uh, my favorite employee at Gonzaga Intermurals. Um, but, yeah, that I, I really thought my pick was right on the money for most of that game. Moving on. Let's go to uh, a controversial pass interference call that went against the Rams. Rams lose to the Bills. Z-Boy, as uh, big big Rams fans that we are, uh, how'd that feel for that call to go against the Rams?
2: Well, Dan, I'll tell you right off the bat, the call did not feel good, but justice was served. It was served cold. Um, Like any Los Angeles Rams fan in the world, I turned off the game at halftime. Um, Lo and behold, the boys came back. I said uh, last week that the Rams versus the Bills, we are going to find out who the Rams were in this game. I think all Rams fans are, you know, honestly a little bit like happy with our team's performance. This team showed nothing but fight when it looked like, you know, all the cards were against them. I'm questioning the bills now because I don't really trust them at all. I, I, I think they're still a good team. They're a playoff team. I don't trust them. I think if they, I mean, I, I still don't believe the Rams are that good. I think they're a scrappy little fighting team. Uh, Jared Goff, he does enough all the time. He does just enough to like be like, yeah, well, he's definitely a starting QB in the NFL, but, he's not a, a like he's not even close to elite but he's better than average it's it's weird it's purgatory um, but yeah that's that's my take justice was served finally the pi went against us rams got fight though rams got fight they do i will
3: say one thing about that game that interception that they called in like the first half that changed the entire game was one of the worst calls i've ever seen like it, yeah. it wasn't even shown on red zone i didn't i didn't know this happened until like monday but then I went back and looked. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, the, the Bills were still up 28-3. They were going to drive and score. And then a uh, horrible call changed the entire game. But, uh, yeah, R- Rams showed some fight. And moving on to our final uh, week three recap game, that uh, America's game of the week did not disappoint. this point. Seahawks, Cowboys, Zambia, I, I've seen that you have uh, transitioned into a spot where you are now drinking your tequila. Uh, Russ cooked again, and the Seahawks – Whatever that defense is, made a play late and they won the game.
4: Yeah, you know, I was pretty happy with the game, <clears throat> uh, especially with the $20 Cooper just Venmoed me. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just a weird game overall. Typical cardiac kids. Um, it was pretty interesting. Um, Shakeem Griffin came in. He's actually going to be active this week. Um, he got put on the practice squad. He's now back. But the guy who made the game ending pick, I, th- I thought that was a pretty cool moment for him because he's been on the practice squad basically all year but yeah russ is cooking i'm uh, not too happy about that dirty role on chris carson i think there should be a suspension but yeah that's pretty much all i have to say go hawks 12th man baby get out of here at texas a&m yeah as the only other person
1: whose team is three and know i i would just like say it's really fun to support just elite teams you know like we don't have to go for these this garbage like Oh, Cardinals and Rams, you know, spare Seahawks, the,
3: the the premier package.
2: Oh, my God. Get out of here, Jake.
3: And uh, I think Russell Wilson just continues to set records. He's got how many touchdown passes now through three weeks, Sammy? 13, uh, right? 13 yeah, or 14. 13 or 14. Yeah. Uh, new record, pass Patrick Mahomes. And then Patrick Mahomes reminded us what he's capable of. Holy shit, that game against the Ravens. Jake – we got to bring up your take there. I think you said oh, they that were the
1: ten- oldest fucking take ever. <laughs> I think I said Ravens win by double digits. Yeah, I and, think so, um, too. They did not. They, no. I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to become the Pete and Manning to Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, in the sense where they're going to control the AFC for a long time, and Lamar Jackson's going to play great and do great and have a lot of success, but – when he plays Mahomes, he's going to choke.
3: He's now 0-3 against Mahomes. I think he's like 21-1 against the rest of the league in the regular season. But Mahomes obviously obviously has that kryptonite. I think
2: the Chiefs are clearly alone at the top of the NFL. Is anyone? Oh, like- I-, I would disagree. I think, I think the Seahawks would beat the Chiefs if they played this weekend. Whoa. And I'm not a Seahawks guy. I just think, I think Russ, Russ is the best player in the NFL – like way beyond everyone else the seahawks defense scares the crap out of me though but they but it's okay if the seahawks have the ball last in any game they will win and it, it drives me crazy in our little in our group chat boys boys lots toys group chat might i add when you have all these seahawks fans uh, you got jackson penny uh, all these guys, they're all scared because, oh, we have the ball late. I hope we score. No, you're going to win. If Russ has a ball with less than two minutes, you're going to win the game. They always win the game. Pisses me off as a Rams fan. But when you're watching just as a football fan, you can't help but to appreciate and like j- just know how confident you are watching the Seahawks late in the game. I would take the Seahawks over the Chiefs right now. I
3: would take the Chiefs and not think twice about it. I, w- I don't know. I'm also going
2: to enter – The
1: most hated of horses, the Packers. Like, they've scored what, like 38 points each game. And they have an insane running game. Their defense is better than the Seahawks. And Aaron Rodgers is just in that pissed off, perfect, like peak of his skills. And Aaron Rodgers with a hard count with no fans is unfair. That is (laughs) unfair. As someone who has like I've seen the Bears lose like four games just because of his hard
2: counts. Like how he he beat the Saints with a hard count. It sounds it sounds like him. when he does his hard count that he's like yelling into a field mic. Like you can hear it so yeah. clearly. Like you
1: could it, hear it before when there were fans, it was like ar, ar, ar. you're like, God damn it,
3: stop <laughs> jumping off sides. <laughs> Real quick on that uh, Seahawks-Chiefs potential. I think that would be the most electric Super Bowl ever. I think it would be 63-60, to 60 and sign me up for that. No defense.
2: That's, no yeah, defense. The big 12 of you. Super Bowls. Yeah. Just keep the defenses off the field and let let the offense – who can score quicker with no
3: football
1: overtime rules <laughs> for an hour.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. That would be incredible. All right, let's uh, move on to our uh, gauntlet for week four. Now we got uh, – you know something on the line here. A couple of us, like we said, are, are uh, have have one loss. We play a three strike. One strike. strike, one strike, one strike. Three strikes, you're out. And when you're out, you are now the biggest BYU fan ever. So, uh, not a place you want to be. Again, a BYU henna tattoo is on the line. Jacob, you are leading us off, and I don't think you're going to hesitate here. Oops, sorry. Um, I typed the wrong thing. Um, So for mine, like
1: I said, I need a win, but I also want to save my elite teams. That's why I will be picking the L.A. Rams over the New York Giants because Giants without Saquon are nothing. Like, it's Daniel Jones and I don't know, Sterling Shepard, you know, like so Rams comfortably. Uh, making the pick for Cooper he has chosen the Ravens over the Washington football team this also seems like a I do not want to lose this week pick I don't think there's any chance this this doesn't hit I would have chosen it but I didn't want to waste my my Ravens choice too early
3: definitely a desperation move there From Coop, and and I totally get it because I'm feeling the same way, and I'm picking fifth, so I could be in a real bad spot here.
2: (laughs) All right, well, am I up next, third? Yeah, play is to you, Zane. All right, so I'm leaving the pick I want to pick because I really hope Zamblin continues his streak of picking against Denver. I don't think he will, but I'm leaving it there. (laughs) I am gonna pick Houston over the Vikings yet again. I do not trust the Vikings in any world. I think Houston's going to be pissed that they lost again to the Chiefs. They are just a better team. I'm going Houston. I, this is kind of a riskier one, but I it is a
1: riskier one. Houston. I'm fading not- the
2: Vikings. I'm fading the Vikings. Is bad. Mm, that that that's an interesting one. I don't know how that how that one's going to go, I, but I, I know it's risky. I know it's risky. I think I, I really don't like the Vikings.
3: I respect the consistency though.
1: I. Okay, Chris, are you going to continue your feud with Will Lynn?
4: Who's your pick? You won't pick the Jets. You will not pick the Jets. Well, funny story. Um, we got a guy, Spokane, board and raised, Brett Ripon, starting at quarterback for the Broncos. Oh, is it on? Yep. Yeah, you're still
1: there.
4: <laughs> All right. uh, my screen went off. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Brett Rippin broke my ankles in high school. Um, he's going to be the first – uh, player from Spokane starting an NFL game since or at quarterback since his uncle Mark Rippon and they're playing the Jets so I'm going with the Denver Broncos shout Whoa, out twist of the, it. Week.
1: the hater of the Broncos picks the hater of horses picks the Broncos I what a it.
3: story what a story
1: okay uh, winding up our our six Jay Page, shall we have you back sir Wait, what about is is Dan up? yeah, I think it's Dan. Oh,
0: am
1: I up? Dan,
0: oh, Jake, Still (sighs)
1: good to hear your voice though, Paige. (laughs) Sorry, I'm excited, Dan, Dan, the man himself. And while you're looking at the schedule, last week, while
3: you're looking at the schedule, think about your upset of the week again. (laughs) Oh, I hate this week. This week sucks. Oh, God damn it. I am struggling here. Um, I think I am going to fade the team that let me down last week. Give me Tom Brady and the Tom Bay Buccaneers at home against the Chargers. Wait, you don't think Herbert is the second coming? I think Herbert is a perfectly okay quarterback. Uh, I don't think he's going to be amazing right away. I just thought that they would be better than the Panthers last week. But I do think – this Bucks defense is going to get after him because they've got some really good linebackers. Obviously, you know, great front four. Uh, I think Herbert's going to get worked this week. So give me the Bucks. All right,
1: I locked it in. Okay, get Paige. back in the win column. Now it's to you. Who are you going with?
0: Okay, hold on. I'm reading the picks. So, Jake, you have the Rams. Cooper's got the Ravens. Zane's got Houston. Zambi's got the Broncos, and Dan has the Bucks. Interesting. Okay. I you feel guys are like scaring this, me like,
2: about this Houston pick more than I was scared before. I was nervous, but now you're making me even more dude, nervous.
0: Dude, like,
3: Texans offensive in, line is so kind of bad.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting one. However, this is my mortal lock of the week. I don't know how you how no one picked this team as it is right now. The Seahawks. It's
2: got to be the Seahawks, right? I mean, it was too easy. That's why I didn't pick it. Mm. I wanted. I I I wanted to save the Seahawks for like a tougher game down the road.
0: But you should pick them
2: now. You should pick them right now, Justin.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. I don't need that. I don't need that energy. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Packers here.
3: Yep. Like I wanted to do that too, but like
2: that. Yeah. Who are the Packers um, playing this week? Falcons. The Falcons.
3: Oh, that's another damn. That's
2: another one where I feel like the, the Packers, I, I kind of want to save them. Those top three teams that we named, I really want to save those for the
0: end. Really yeah, but what if you're, at, you're at two or three strikes and then you, you can't pick them?
2: I'm at zero strikes right now, baby. I'm feeling good. I was
0: at I'm right, at zero strikes, too. I'm keeping that up.
1: I had to choose between the Packers and the Jets, I'm choosing the Jets. Fuck the Packers. <laughs> I respect the wow. hell out of that. I will burn down with my shit. All right, do we have the upset pick of the week?
3: Uh, yeah, I think I have to do this one. Oof, oof. Give me Nick Foles and the Bears. Plus oh, yeah. two and a
2: half against the Colts. Oh, it's that's not even be, an upset. That's not an that's upset.
1: That's to happen.
2: Is that really an upset? Like, who, who's actually favored on the betting line?
1: The Colts are by two and a half. The Colts are by two and a half.
3: That's, okay. okay. That's, that's what determines an upset.
1: Right? Oh, that's it. That's a easy. That's a easy. Pick, it, Dan. I okay. like okay. your house okay. on the bears, bet everything.
3: The other yeah. one that entered my mind. This is the real one. This is the real one, folks. You're a small <laughs> child. Yes. Go under your mama's purse. For entertainment purposes, this will be my real one. Browns over Cowboys.
2: Oh. Oh. Buddy. I love it, Daniel. You've. You finally sacked up. You finally stepped up to the challenge. I don't, I don't know how they win. I have literally no idea, dude. They looked pretty explosive last week. I know they were playing the Washington team. But Washington's defense is kind
3: of good. I, I just I think that's going to be a shootout. And honestly, like, is Baker
2: Mayfield make a play? I, I don't know. <laughs> but it it really comes Cleveland, down to. I think it, Cleveland's it, defense is better. Yeah. It, am I the only one? When I watch Baker Mayfield, I swear two things happen every time he throws a ball. One. He throws it like out of bounds, like 15 yards over the receiver's head, or he throws it like just within range. So Odell makes an incredible catch to save his ass. I feel like he never just makes a or routine. Kareem hunt, is yeah. that Kareem Hunt catch last week? He, he never makes a routine pass. I don't get it, but I yeah. rest my case. I like the pick, Dan. The other game
3: on the schedule, just to touch on Patriots Chiefs, that should be fun. Belichick. Against Mahomes. We'll see what weapon he likes to take away. Cam Newton's playing great. Uh, that should be a fun one. I'm, I'm not surprised anyone stayed away from that because I can see a world where the Patriots win that. Why not?
2: Yeah.
1: But you have the Chiefs locked in to beat the
2: Seahawks? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Chiefs a lock to beat the Seahawks, but the t- team that the Seahawks beat, you oh. would, wouldn't be wild if they beat the Chiefs. I'm saying this week. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
3: Short, short week off Monday Night Football? I don't know. Yeah, week four, coming at you tomorrow. Starts with the dandy, Broncos, Jets. Get your popcorn ready. Oh, God, no one's watching that. Okay, let's, let's move to
4: our first ad by Mr. Chris Zamblin. Welcome, welcome, fellas. I know you guys look forward to this every week, and <clears throat> this ad is a little bit more serious than the previous ones. I don't know if you guys have seen, but the world is burning is burning so much that these artists in Times Square literally put up a countdown on how much time Earth has before we can't change climate change. So with that, I encourage you to drink out of metal straws, try and carpool, recycle, compost, be a little hippie, be some granola. It's okay. We love our Earth. And this ad was actually brought to you by a super cool person named Lucy. And that's the ad. Shout out Lucy. Go,
2: yeah, go Lucy. Oh,
1: man. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. Um, NBA Finals, Lakers versus
2: Heat. Who's, who's, who's leading the charge on this debate? That's, that's you, Jake. It's tonight. Okay. Tonight's the night. Game it one. It just tipped off. It did
1: well, you know, I think um i mean i i i can't not I think the Lakers are going to win Jay page or do you think there's any way the heat can win? I just can't see stand the smugness of these l a fools is sitting sitting down looking at me,
0: yeah, well, you know i I think there is a world where the Lakers lose and even besides you know a a catastrophic injury um because the heat have you know jimmy butler and bam Adebayo, who know they're not lebron james or anthony davis no one's saying that however i think they can get under the skin a little bit just like you know joe kitch and murray did uh a a bit you know some of those games are pretty darn close and i think the heat has a better supporting cast they have shooters they can space them out real good i mean once you get behind LeBron and AD, that team does not have a lot of talent. Um, so, I mean, I think the Lakers still should be favored, but I, I think it's a little closer than what people are giving the Heat credit for. Um, who, what, what do you guys think? I mean, obviously, you guys are Laker fans. So,
2: Well, well uh, let me stop you there real quick, Justin Page, because first in my heart are my Miami Heat. I am rooting for the Miami Heat this series. I I I grew up in LA so by default I've had to just be a Lakers fan. I have oh, I, I, I have know. since I'm from LA Gifts. I can abandon the the Lakers whenever I want. I'm abandoning <laughs> them. I'm been all aboard the Miami Heat for what seems like months now. Uh I think there is a very real world where the Miami Heat could could make this very interesting. I don't are we living in that world? Probably not, but I think it'd be really cool. I, the shooting, I think the shooting, the three-point shooting could save uh, the heat here. I, I don't know. I, my big thing is I really think LeBron here has everything to lose in this series. And at the same time, like very little to gain, in my opinion. What do you guys think about that?
1: I think LeBron does. I don't think he has much to gain. No, I think I... if LeBron wins, he like. I feel like finally the majority of people will call him the goat over my for beating George. for beating the Heat. Like for taking a team, I get he has Anthony Davis, but besides that, there's really nobody else. He's thirty five. He switched positions. He's the best point guard in the league. He's putting up triple doubles with like forty points a night. He's go- in a pandemic, and, like, he's also advocating, like, all the social changes while just being the best player at the age of 35, winning his – what, will this be his fourth championship, fifth?
3: I, it'll be number I, four.
2: Yeah, my only argument is I don't, like, as Three far as championships, championships are concerned, he's still, like, it's not that close to the six that MJ has. So it, it'll get him a step closer – to that because i mean that's what everyone turns to they always turn to the championships i i think lebron has so much more to lose here this would be worse than than anything if he lost to the heat that would be horrible horrible for his legacy
3: here's the thing that he gains though with a win is he's the say say he he wins the finals and is the finals mvp which i think if they win It'd be hard for him not to be the finals MVP.
2: Right, the right. first
3: player ever to win the finals and the finals MVP with three different teams, which, what does that say? That he just jumps around, that he, you know, is always looking for the next big thing. Like, to me, that's pretty goddamn impressive
2: uh, to be able to accomplish that. I, but I think it's e- – is it easier to win – to do that than do that with the same team three times? Now, when you're saying teams, the Bulls – the 90s Bulls,
1: like.
3: I mean, it's it just the fact that he, like, has had to adapt to, yeah you know, new coaches and, you know, new teammates and all that. And, like, the Lakers were, were horrible last year. And yes, true. they get Anthony Davis, but, like, you can't just look at that team and be like, oh, they're going to get Anthony Davis. They're going to win the title now. Like, LeBron has transformed that entire team. Um, and, we, and we've and said this from the beginning, at least I have, that – the Lakers will only go as far as their role players can take them. So if those guys step up, KCP, Danny Green, uh, Rondo has been a revelation in the bubble.
2: He's uh, like low-key Celtics Rondo again.
3: Yeah. So if those guys step up, like, I don't see how the Lakers are beatable. And the, the, the three-point numbers, oddly enough, are like almost identical from the playoffs with Lakers and the Heat. So you, you, you look at the Heat and like Hero and Duncan Robinson, those guys stand out as great shooters. But the Lakers, why they've been successful is because these other guys have stepped up big
2: time. So is it, is it more fair to say that maybe LeBron has – I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. It, well, so it's not everything to lose and nothing to gain, but it's more to lose but just a little less to gain? It's everything. I mean, I mean, if,
3: if he loses to this Miami Heat
2: team – his legacy
3: is that would be the worst. Lost. That would be the worst team he's ever lost to in the finals, right? Yeah, Dallas, for man. sure. Uh, the Dallas Dirk team is probably right, there, but like, you know, he's lost to Dallas and he's lost to the Warriors and the Spurs. So the yeah. Heat, to me, it would be the worst one.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Also, are we not talking enough about Danny Green? This will be his third championship
3: with three different teams. <laughs> He's the perfect side dish. Danny Green's been a nice little piece, you know. I think I think his, his championship, his championship pedigree goes a long way. Zambi, you were trying to say something, and I think I interrupted uh, you. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, well, I was going to say that uh,
4: the Mavs, Spurs, and Warriors—those were all great teams—and LeBron just gets shit on for his record in the finals. And if you look at some of the teams that he's actually taken there, like. There's no one. He's just going zero dark thirty, and basically going with that meme of where he's just wearing a heat jersey at the foul line, looking up, and you can just tell he's in. I think LeBron's
2: gonna be locked in, and I'm calling it Lakers and six. I'd be, I'd honestly kind of be shocked if it goes six. Ooh, what? Are, okay, Even though what, I'm a my, my Miami Heat fan, six seems like I, they, the Lakers just seem so overpowering. They're a juggernaut.
1: Right now, it's 16-10. Heat, does that change your mind? <laughs> Jay Page, wh- how many games do you think the series is going to go?
0: Oh, That's a good question. I think it's going to go – I'll say seven for fun. Why Ooh. not? I got, I got Lakers in seven. I got Lakers in seven.
2: I got Lakers in five. I want Heat in seven, though. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think they have the horses. Jimmy Butler is clearly the best player on the floor still, but.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't
2: know. He might but be
3: that, the hunter. I've never it. been a Jimmy Butler guy. I don't know what it is, but I can. Never, I, I can never take him to that next level.
2: It's because Dan went to his coffee shop one time, one time, and Jimmy Butler refused service. I'd refuse. You guys, to. Have you guys have you guys heard about this Jimmy Butler coffee shop thing? Big fake yeah.
3: coffee, right? <laughs> yeah. That he's been running like out of his room in court. Like is that even legal in the
2: bubble? Well well the reporters were asking him they're like if your team wins will you give will you give your teammates free coffee? He said hell no, I'm never giving anyone free coffee.
3: <laughs> That's a businessman. <laughs> all about the wins. That's a businessman on a business trip.
1: That's why I'm taking heat in 7.
2: I mean, yes, Jake, yes.
3: And Kelly Olenek gets a ring?
1: Yeah, and then you'll be like, look at that shit. That
3: was 12 minutes in the NBA Finals. <laughs> I do think Kelly Olynyk will play more in this series than we've <laughs> seen him in the past.
2: I, I think will going I'll all need the him. bigs. They'll need him.
3: Yeah.
4: See, my question here, though, does Jimmy Butler have a business license? Is he going to get shot? A,
2: do you need a business license in Florida?
4: <laughs> that's a great question <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> right, moving on
1: that takes us to our next uh Zambi- zamblin ad take it away oh he's taking a pull then take us away this is
2: Zambi's corner we i i've i've quickly learned that the first one is the ad the second one is the corner okay mm-hmm. sorry
4: to the corner welcome 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 this is zambie's corner with your host chris zamblin today we're going to talk about weightlifting, because unless you're in a corona fucked up state right now, these gyms are kind of open. Shout out Olympic Athletic Club. J-Page knows what I'm talking about. No free ads. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, what we're going to talk about today is Zambi's Booty Brigade. This is guaranteed to get you a voluptuous ass. You want to wear six inch inseams? You can do it with this workout. It only takes a little bit. It's easy to get back in, and nothing says macho man or woman like doing squats at the gym. So here's a quick breakdown. You start off four sets of 10 for barbell squats. From there, four sets of 10, leg press. And you're going to superset that with calf extensions, or basically calf extensions. you not really calf raises if you're sitting. From there, we're going to do three sets of 15 for leg curls and leg extensions. And then hip abductor and adductors, three sets of 20. And the real icing on the cake here for you guys, ladies and gentlemen, it's four sets of 20 for the glute extension. That's going to get you that figure that you're looking for. And while we may be in lockdown still, girls can still see your booty if you're wearing tight enough pants. And with that, that is Zambi's Corner. Thank you.
2: Well, I'll just tell you right now, as a testimonial to Zamblin's workout plan, I have seen that Zamblin booty and it is popping, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah. But is he a carpenter? Because that's a shelf.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, boy. All right. Let's go into uh, our MLB <laughs> 2020 16 team playoff preview. Ladies and gentlemen, as a not so big baseball podcast, uh, this is actually pretty big right now. Today, I think how many games were there? Eight games on today, eight major league baseball playoff games. And there one will day? be
3: eight by the end of the day. Yes, by
2: the end, I know the Yankees and Cleveland are really trying to figure out a way to sneak that game in. But my goodness, it has been a wild day. It feels like March Madness, but with baseball. And so, obviously, on this podcast, we love nothing more than doing challenges with punishments. Uh, There was a bracket involved, so we have to do the MLB playoff bracket battle. Obviously, we're doing the same punishment as the NBA uh, bubble bracket challenge. It'll be five chicken wings with the hot sauce chosen by the five people who do not finish in last place. So only the last place person will have to eat five chicken wings with five hot sauces chosen by the not-losers. Um, and so uh, just to get into it real quick, we've had only two conclusive um, series in the wild card right now, uh, both in the AL. Tampa Bay has one. Everyone picked Tampa Bay on this podcast. Easy pick for everyone. The other, pretty controversial if you ask me, the Houston Astros uh, defeated the Twins, and only one person On this podcast, decided to go against America, decided to go against God, the virtues, ethics, uh, everything good in life, and pick the Astros. That is Jake Gilman. Jake, what went into the decision to pick the Astros over the Twins? Well, as you know, Zane, I am, you
1: know, probably the biggest baseball fan on this podcast. And, you know, I just I just watch both the Astros. (laughs) I couldn't even finish that. Uh, it was honestly random. And I figured that everyone else would pick the twins because your pure hatred for the Astros wouldn't allow you to physically click the Astros button. So I knew it would give me the edge. And it did. I have them losing to the A's in the next series. But, you know, it won't even be a trouble if I have to eat these wings because I know my palate can take it. You guys don't know that, but right now I'm the only one shooting perfect and feeling pretty confident.
2: I will add, while we're on the topic of the Astros, uh, after the Astros won, uh, most likable person in America came out, uh, Carlos Correa, and said, "I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of people don't want to see us here. But what are they going to say now? Dan, what are you going to say now? You still fucking cheated."
3: You don't deserve to be here. You should have had a postseason ban. You shouldn't have a ring. Uh, where do I need to go? <laughs> I I mean, don't, like, why The audacity to just, just shut up and play. Like, if you just shut up, play,
2: win, okay, maybe I can respect this year's Astros team. Yeah, but it's like, and, he's basically saying, what are you going to say about us cheating? Like, we're, we're still going to say you're a cheater. Zanlin, yeah. go ahead. That's literally what I was
4: uh, was about to say. It's like, you guys still cheated for two years at the minimum. We don't really know much beyond that. But they're going to have a shitstorm coming their way for the next five years. And that Astros curse is real. If you guys watch the Twins game, it's very real.
2: Yeah, I, I would also add that as soon as they won the game, the Astros main Twitter account tweeted out, stay mad, we'll stay winning. I have two major issues with this. Ugh. The first is they're saying stay mad. Yes, we will stay mad. You cheated. How is like the official marketing for the Astros just like MLB has to be looking at this saying, oh, they know they got away with it and they don't care. Second issue, stay winning. Your record is 29 and 31. You're losers right now. You beat the losingest postseason baseball team in the history that, of the world. The twins haven't have lost 18 straight playoff games, and you're saying, "Oh, we'll stay winning, stay mad." What a bunch of idiots!
3: Yep, breaks my heart that Brandon Bailey is affiliated with that organization.
2: We love Brandon Bailey. We'd love to have you back on the pod after the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll move along. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll we'll right now. We'll just do all of our first round picks because there's still a lot of baseball. And we'll just sort of announce them. If there's something big that comes up, we'll talk about it. Uh, Something big has come up. Cleveland Yankees, Dan. I know you have Cleveland going the furthest of anyone. You have them going to the World Series. They are down uh, 1-0. I think they're up 1-0 in the game right now.
3: They're up 4-1 right now. Okay. The Indians are bouncing back. I uh, was rolling with my guy, Shane Bieber. Shout out to the UCSB Gauchos that went to Omaha. Uh Biebs, hell of a year. Probably the AL Cy Young Award winner. Uh, won the triple crown in pitching. I liked him rolling out there. I thought he was going to beat Garrett Cole yesterday. Uh, did not go as planned. He got rocked. His worst outing of his career. Not a great time to pick that. Um, but I thought I was done, honestly, until I turned on the game today and saw they're up 4-1. So I think the Indians are going to win today. and We're going to go
2: game three, and anything can happen. So I yeah. still feel a lot. I'll, I'll just throw – In with this game, I also picked Cleveland over the Yankees. But my, oh, my, game one, the Yankees reminded you exactly why people thought they were the best team or second best team in baseball at the beginning of the year. But moving along, sticking with the American League, the last game we haven't mentioned, A's-Socks, which is actually probably the best series, I would say, with the two combined, other than the Yankees-Cleveland, combined the two best teams. Pretty insane that the Chicago White Sox went from being the number two overall American League team to seven in just four days last week. Uh, That series is tied at one. There's not too much variation there as far as our bracket is concerned. We're about split. Yes, three and three. All the interns took the White Sox. All of the uh, hosts and the special guest took the A's. So that's kind of interesting. Maybe we should... Maybe we should do a little, little something, something, with that later. We can talk about that off air, though. White Sox win, you guys pay no, no. us. Uh, nope, nope, nope. not at all.
3: Not, <laughs> not, not any
1: chance. Or if else you're they, not student interns. If know. the
2: A's win, win, the interns have to vote one of their own off the show permanently.
1: Oh, 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 oh dude, <laughs> the game theory behind that with three people is insane. <laughs> Because we make it anonymous too. Yes, yes.
2: But we'll we'll move over to the National League now. Uh, first, we'll go. Uh, we'll we'll head back to Jake, the only person to pick the Marlins to beat the Cubs. And guess what happened today? The Marlins beat the Cubs. Jake, how are you feeling?
1: I feel like that octopus that's like picked every World Cup winner. You know. <laughs> Like it has no idea what it's doing, but it's accurate, and I'm <laughs> right in That was a phenomenal comparison. But would I, I name any Marlins player? No. Could I name any Cubs player? Doubtful.
0: Yeah. Um. Wait, Jake, try.
1: Is Rizzo is, is that a player on the Cubs? Yes, yes. Rizzo's okay. guy. Yep.
2: I oh, shout guy. Out. Um. I, Dan, did someone did Marte break something today? Yeah, they broke his thumb, I believe. Oh, Jake, that is probably the only recognizable, like truly recognizable name on the Marlins.
1: Hey, they don't need it. They they play, t- you know, Marlins baseball wins it. That's what I've always. Said. <laughs> the Marlins is, you know, they marlin and they um they baseball pretty good and they just take the bases and you know rush the bag and um that pitching and the bullpen and um. You know, they just round on the bases. Baseball
2: purist Jake right there. Uh, Jake isn't wrong here. The Marlins have never lost a playoff series.
0: That is pretty wild.
3: Was the last time they were in yeah. when they won the World Series then? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yeah, statistically,
0: I can't lose.
2: No, you could. You could, and, and you still probably will, but we'll move on from this game. Perhaps the craziest game Uh, Of the postseason so far, Braves versus Cincinnati Reds. The Braves got it done. I think it was in 13, Dan, the stat checker, 14? Uh, I think 13 innings. 13 innings. uh, They figured out a way to get through it. Wild, wild game. The Reds had bases loaded two or three times after the ninth inning. Couldn't score. Uh, I think as a podcast, we're really just happy for Kyle George. Um, I think. If, if there was anything that could break that poor guy, it would be the Braves losing this game. Um, that being said, uh, Braves get it done. We'll have game two tomorrow. Paige, we'll move on to you. San Diego Padres against the St. Louis Cardinals. Reaction to the game. Padres go down. How are you feeling?
0: Um. Uh... Mixed, mixed emotions. I mean, I'm sure as you guys know, um, it's just it's just your backs are on the wall now. You lose one game, and it's like, all right, now it's, it's either you lose and go home or, you know, you, go, you force a game three. Um, I mean, I, I can say all the bad things in the world about Paddock who gave up six runs in this first – in less than three innings. But, you know, it is what it is. You got to put it in the past and move forward. It's shitty. It sucks. We hit the ball hard. We had our chances. We had Tatis up twice with two runners on. Um, And we definitely had our chances. So that being said, with how shitty that first three innings went and we still were in the game the entire time. We were down. We were in the game. Um, You know, it's just putting the pieces together and playing a little bit better baseball.
2: Yeah, I I tend to think that the – I don't know if it's just wishful thinking. I think the Padres will still get it done. If they can win tomorrow, I think – they're going to win game three. I think they're just young enough. They're just cocky enough to get it done. But they do have a, a pretty big task ahead of them with the Cardinals right here. Because I think Flaherty or Wainwright, who's taking them out tomorrow? Oh, I think it's Tomorrow's Wainwright right tomorrow. Wainwright? So you're, I mean, if you're the Cardinals, is that a must win? I, oh, I, I yeah, think it
3: is. Yeah, Flaherty in game three, though, that is quite the. He's had a. Bad
0: season. He's had a real bad year. What?
3: I did not know this. A
2: bad, bad yeah, season. Yeah,
0: like, like paddock bad. What? Yeah. Look at his ERA. It's terrible.
2: It's like four or something, I think. This like is what happened when, when you only watched the Dodgers and the Dodgers <laughs> did not play the Cardinals. this year. So. Well, well, I'm glad you brought that up, Dan, because we saved the best for last. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, God. starting in about 20 minutes, the Dodgers will take on the Milwaukee Brewers. I know we have three people in our bracket picked the Dodgers to go all the way, intern Dan, intern Coop, and myself, obviously. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts going into this game?
3: My thoughts are, I think the Brewers are probably the best matchup we could have had. Um, I think there's obviously, you know, some hard feelings with the 2018 NLCS, that epic seven game series that, that we went to and, you know, you still got Christian Yelich and Ryan Braun and, you know, some guys over there, but I don't, again, I don't know anything about baseball though, because I had no idea of Flaherty had a bad year, but I think the Dodgers, as long as Bueller's blister does not flare up today, I think the Dodgers will sweep the series. Um, but if Bueller like goes out there and, you know, three innings in, his fingers falling off again, then we got all kinds of problems.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. Um, my, my, Quick two cents is that the Dodgers are like head over heels the better team in this series. Um I think well, Paige, what's uh, what's the Brewers' ace name? He just got hurt with like the oblique injury.
3: Corbin oh. Burns yes. is their ace. Yeah,
2: also their best
3: their best reliever, not named Josh Hader, is out of the series too. Wait, what? Yeah, best, Devin Williams is out. Not Josh Hader, but Devin. Williams. Devin Williams is out. Yeah.
2: All right, this, and then there is literally – this would be the biggest disappointment in Dodgers baseball history to lose this series. I, I want to say I can't see a world where it happens, but I've been a Dodgers fan for too long now. Um, I, our bats should get it done. Our pitching should get it done. There's no excuse here. Zamblin, take it away.
4: Yeah, so my main question here is if they're playing Milwaukee, is their mascot still going to slide down that slide?
2: No, because the game is in Dodger Stadium. We have no slides. There's no kitty area in Dodger Stadium. This is a business-only ballpark, Samlin.
4: Okay, well, I'll follow it up. Are the Dodgers' odds better that Spokane Indians alum Tommy Lasorda is not at the helm? Tommy Lasorda, Spokane Indians alum, is that yeah, true? Yeah, he is the manager. He's in the Ring of Honor. That's incredible!
2: Wow. <laughs> bringing, bringing the good stuff to the pod baby to answer your question i think it's worse without tommy lasorda because he is the dave roberts hasn't won yet um so i i don't i don't i i guess not it'll
3: be it'll be interesting to see how dave can screw this one
2: up yeah because
3: he's had his awful managing in the past uh if you look at his lineup today i mean this is just loaded man
2: it's disgusting they go right left right left all the way through
3: and you have like very consistent hitters like throughout the lineup. Like Mookie, JT, AJ Pollock, Will Smith. I can count on those guys all day long. And then the other guy's like but Cody Bellinger,
2: hit a baseball. Yeah, he's sitting four hundred in his past ten games, Dan. Cody Bellinger has caught a little fire here late. All right. Well, I'll believe it when
3: I see it. But Me too. Corey Me Seager, too. <laughs> I've I failed to mention Corey Seeger, who's been unbelievable all year long. So I just think that the bats have gone cold the past couple years. The other thing I'm expecting is the Dodgers to implement small ball if things are not going well early. I want to see runs manufactured. I want to see stealing the bases. I want to see some bunts. I want to see
2: winning baseball. Justin, real quick, how do the Dodgers lose this series just so that we're not a Dodgers-Homer podcast?
0: (laughs) Oh man, um, I mean, I think that's that's the only problem. Is I think this is the one series that it would be a true true upset if the Brewers were to pull this off. Because the Brewers, man, they stumbled to the finish line there um, with the Padres uh, shutting out the Giants out of the playoffs. You know, they kind of slipped in there. I think Woodruff pitches if if he pitches this a gem, gives you seven zero zero earned runs. They clean up that game, win by two. Yeah, got they got hater that goes two or three innings if he has to. And then anything can happen in two games. Um they patched together a couple one just one lucky little game. And, you know, we've seen it. I saw the Padres take two in a row from, from the Dodgers before they took two back. So it can be done. It can be done. This team's not immortal. At the end of the day, you know, anything can happen. It would be just an absolute upset, though. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be too worried. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and so so just moving on from the Dodgers into the overall challenge between the podcast here, just a couple of highlights. We have, as I said before, three guys that picked the Dodgers. That would be intern Dan, intern Coop, and myself. Uh, one of the guys on the hotter seat here, as we said, Dan, picked the Cleveland Indians to go to the World Series. Um, and then Coop actually picked the Twins to go to the World Series, and they're already done. Um, Jake picked Tampa Bay, which is actually kind of, I wouldn't say a bad pick, um, but he also picked the Braves to make the World Series. I would say that would be a stretch if the Braves were able to make it all the way there. But if if San Diego could knock off the Dodgers or St. Louis could knock off the Dodgers, then I think the Braves are, are in a pretty decent position. Um, but that leaves us with Justin and Zamblin, who both picked your San Diego Padres. And Zamblin actually went a little bit off script here and picked the Yankees as well to make the World Series. Zamblin, what was your thought process with that World Series matchup and the pick?
4: Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, in Little League, we were the Padres. Fucking killed everyone. It was great. Me, Trevor Coat future guest, and all the Cataldo boys. A ton of future pups. It was great. Cataldo and, boys? Oh, wait, wait. Dan, didn't,
3: didn't we play against Cataldo when oh, we were yeah, coaching Cain house? Fuck Cataldo. Hey, <laughs> we crushed those twerps. I hate those kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: no, um, no, the Padres, they're my NL team. It's been, a, as J.Page knows, a very long time of pain and suffering. I'm kind of numb to it being a Mariner fan at this point. But I really like Tatis. I think Clevenger will come back in a little bit. Um, I'm just with the vibe. We got new unis this year. In terms of the Yankees, uh, I just feel like they're going to pull some shit and make it. It's like whether they made like 27 World Series or they've won one of the two. But, um, yeah, it just felt good. And, uh, I mean, their path – let's see, they have –
2: Tampa, Let's go get two the- and seven against Tampa, or two and nine, one of those two against Tampa Bay this year. Oh. Well, they're not
4: named Tampa Bay, so I'm not worried about that. And I mean, honestly, in the lower end of the bracket, none of these teams really scare me at all. Maybe the White Sox, but I think the Yankees just have too much firepower.
3: Yeah, Don't count out the Indians, Zambi. <laughs>
2: Justin, any uh, closing remarks on your San Diego Padres? I know oh, right now it looks like you could be on the hottest seat if the Padres do end up losing tomorrow. But they could win. This could be the eulogy. Yeah.
0: Who knows, man? Who knows? You know, I mean, it, it's just a real kick to the balls, losing Lomet and Clev. You know, I was I was pretty confident, you know, going into any series with those two at the top of our rotation. Um, It's just tough. And I I don't know why we won with Paddock this game. I was like, of all guys, that's a story for another time. But I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll stay positive until the last out, and then it's what the fuck happened.
3: I just want to see Dodgers pods, man. That would be such a letdown if we don't get it.
2: If we, if the freaking Dodgers have to play the goddamn Cardinals again in a playoff, I they have broken the Dodgers' hearts so many times, there's no way they'd do it this time. But it wouldn't feel as sweet if we had to play the uh, crappy Cardinals team,
0: they could. I will do say, it again. Don't, no. don't forget
2: Dodger killer Paul
3: Goldschmidt on the Cardinals.
0: I will say, yeah, oh, yeah, he's he's a problem. I will say, there's just something different, and I hate saying it that they just play such sound baseball that they will not take themselves out of any game. And it's so frustrating.
2: Contrary to the Clippers losing organization, the Cardinals are a very winning organization. And that's never a team you want to see uh, in the playoffs. But that pretty much concludes our MLB playoff bracket battle. Stay tuned for more. And of course, stay tuned for the hot wings challenge. Justin Page, kicking it over to you for the closing announcements.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not a whole lot we got this week. Um, I have some huge news. I ordered some Paseos tonight, hitting some Seattle Classics. Dude, me to too. Order. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. oh, <okay>. Fire. <laughs> Courtney just ordered it. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I literally just ordered some. What'd you get? Uh, huge Paseo like, guy. What'd Wait, you get? Yeah. What did he get? I got the, uh, the pork one. Yes. The classic. The classic. I think it's a cla- It looked like a classic. Zane, is that what I got last time?
2: Right. Yeah, I got I got all, all of us the same thing. Yeah, that was great. A It's as hell.
0: <laughs> huge. That's a huge closing announcement.
3: Yeah, that got me uh, I want now, now. I need to go back to Seattle for some Paseo.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: for, for us or for Katie. <laughs> oh,
3: for everybody.
0: Oh. oh. Also, huge news: Peddler Brewing is uh, doing an Oktoberfest promo. They're selling uh giant steins this weekend they only have 100 so i'm gonna go and try and grab one so do you that's all i have do you have other big news justin do i have other big news no i think you do i think you do Do what is it
2: where are you going to be recording next week
0: oh i think probably in i don't know yet honestly probably here still if it's tuesday but who knows i might be going home i might be in san diego Maybe for some playoff baseball. Actually, they won't even be there. But <laughs> um, watching with some some more fans, and I won't be all alone. But I mean, yeah, I'll be I'll be in San Diego, peeps. So hit me up. I don't know. If, I think we were all we have a Zag only audience. So <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel pretty brain dead right now. Pretty beat up emotionally. <laughs> oh, I have a quick. I. I have a quick
3: update. By the time you this podcast comes out tomorrow, I think me and Cooper are both going to have a World Series team that's eliminated.
2: Oh, no. The, <laughs> What's happening, Dan? The Indians
3: are up 4-1, to one, but the bases are loaded. There are no outs, and their starting pitcher, Carlos Carrasco, is already out of the game in, like, the third inning. So, there's just no way this is going to end well. Oh, no. Yikes. So, that's a stay tuned. Down. Oh, God, yeah. Top of the fourth the, –
2: all right page take us out of here take us out of here we can't listen to tony romo oh god oh god oh zamlin do you have something i think it's gonna be a fastball i don't know jim
4: can i talk now (laughs) (laughs) hey well my closing announcement is if you're listening and you need a place for housing contact me at 206-434-8334 thank
2: you You're lucky we don't have many listeners. That could have been a big mistake. <laughs> 940 North coming at you.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. We have three buildings, now. <laughs> All
4: right,
2: Paige, take us out of here. Uh,
0: well, thanks, everyone, so much for listening. I'm sorry I was only um, on for a certain amount of time. We were having some technical difficulties as I was watching my par- Padres take their hands and rip my heart out. But – we got tomorrow. It's all good. It's a new day. Good luck to the Dodgers. Good luck to the Ners rehabbing after their season. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Dodgers are going to win
3: 6-2 to today. What do you got, Zane? 7-2. Let's go.
2: to right.
4: Well, let's tag old takes or greasy takes.